Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Nuggets is confident, but they see the one we come with. Others in love with the drug and this family is running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. Everybody, welcome to 48 Minutes, brought to you by the 48MinutesNetwork.com. Um, we're on Skype today because everything else that we record on just decided not to work on us, so that was cool. Shout out to this cast, not really, whatever. I'm Tim Daniel. I'm here with Mr. Alex Derrickson. How are you, buddy? Enough unknown sources. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And also here on Skype, and really difficult to find his ID, Sean Mackey. Hey, you didn't introduce me as the king of the Dairy Queen like Alex, so thanks. <laughs> Show's already up to a banger start for Sean. <laughs> yeah, right. So, before we get into this, I'm going to try to take Alex's catchphrase and slogan here, so let me see if I can get this right. This is 48MinutesNetwork.com, where you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play. You can also check us out on 48Minutes.com, where you can hear with your eyes. If you want to go ahead and check out all of our shows, you can go to our iTunes feed and you can give us a nice, sweet five-star review. Like, you know, five Gold State Warriors will take to beat one LeBron, but that's okay. Um, we're going to be talking a lot today about the finals. We're going to talk about burner accounts because we think that's a thing, apparently, in the NBA Twitter. Uh, before we do, make sure we shout out to Bearcat Jam. Go to the tournament.com and register to vote so we can try to get those guys to play in Columbus in July where I am already media credentialed so I can go. So, yeah, please do that. That'd be great. I'd appreciate it. All right, guys. Do you know what's really difficult? Skype? Well, sure. Not just trying to get this like going, but trying to do an NBA podcast in a city that's just so fucking hard for soccer right now. Yeah, I know. Like, we have an MLS we, team now. We will never have an NBA team because no, everybody – because they play with the ball with their hands. Well, you know what was interesting when uh, I think it was WLWT or Channel 9 or somebody did a poll a couple weeks ago, um, and they asked what what professional sports team you'd like to have. Like, the NBA actually got quite a few votes. I think it came in number two behind that, which was shocking to me. I mean, four of those were my votes because I voted on every account <laughs> I had, but <laughs> – because I was, I was hoping that maybe Adam Silver was was checking out this poll on my local news website Twitter. Were you on Were you on Twitter, Colangelo? I was. <laughs> I, I was. I was. I was burner counting it up. That's why it got like you know thirty three percent of the votes. <laughs> oh man! So are we starting there? I mean, we can. Okay. The the collaboration. Yes. Don't know. Yes. There's a lot we can run with this. I know. So. Yes. If you are a member of NBA Twitter, which is wonderful, as we saw by the the video Bleacher Report put out today talking about NBA Twitter, saying NBA Twitter is family, NBA Twitter is everything. It's literally everything to the point where an NBA GM is being accused of potentially using multiple burner accounts to to release insider information for his franchise, criticize his star player, and criticize the guy he took in the first pick in the draft, and also destroy his front office and his coaching staff. Brian Colangelo, the Philadelphia 76ers GM, one of the guys who say who has continued the quote-unquote process, apparently 
has multiple accounts he is using to check up on what the world is saying about the Sixers and also tell people what's going on with the Sixers. So, Alex, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> I, well, <laughs> so I, I had a, a series of thoughts about this. And, and one of the things I told you guys was I, it's funny, sure, but it's also like, incredibly sad to see a man with this much money and power to obviously obviously like appear so lonely and sad like this was such a weird appeal for or like a cry for help or a cry for attention to like go through and as stuff is like granular as critiquing the critiques on his collars and and slandering you know Masai Ujiri who replaced him in Toronto or or saying that he was better than Hinky it's like he required Colangelo required so much beneath the surface in terms of attention and validation that he had to do it himself and and I tweeted this morning that those five burner accounts read like a guy that owns at least six swords <laughs> like I at some point I, as I rooted through oh. these, I was I was trying to find a tweet that would say something like, "While you were trusting the process, I was studying the blade." <laughs> Come on down the easy swords. It's you're right. It's it's so depressing to see because like here's clearly a successful man who comes from a family of successful men with his dad Jerry. It's. And it, it's so mind-numbingly peculiar that y- you still suffer from some sort of, like, imposter syndrome that you have to go through and be like, no, no, I'm the best. I'm the best, not Masai Ujiri. What's he done? Granted, were his points about Masai Ujiri pretty sound? Sure. He hasn't done much to help the Raptors, and he was coasting by. But you don't say that yourself. Be Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban doesn't need five Twitter accounts, or at least we don't think so. It's frustrating. It's frustrating and it's sad. What's your guys' take on it? I think it's kind of... It's, it's, it is, in a sense, but it's also like... We're at this weird pettiness with the NBA that is just so amazingly terrible because this isn't the first time we've heard about someone... You know, being in this situation, prime example, the second best player in the NBA in the this past summer, used to, tried to use a burger account to talk bad about Russell Westbrook and Billy Donovan, but actually used his own Twitter account on accident and admitted to it. So, you know, props KD for that. But why? Why, why, why do we go through this? Because this is hilarious. Um, I saw someone tweeted something like... Um, to Danny Ainge, like the real story here is Danny Ainge is boss at Boston eight four four seven or whatever, and Danny Ainge quote tweeted with the like hush uh, the hush emoji. Oh, I saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the NBA Twitter world we live in. I think it's creating an account on any sort of social media is such a pain in the ass, right? <laughs> like, like you like really, Skype. really. Like, you really, really want to talk shit about someone if you're going to create specific accounts to do it. Because anytime I have to create an account for anything, I'm just like, ah, nah, I'm good. I agree. I mean, like, I the dedication. For each of those accounts requires so many email addresses. Right. I know. I know. It's, uh, it's, to me, that's just, I mean, he, he 
he must have really wanted to talk shit. I mean, that's just, the only just thing. to vanity search. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. And props to the ringer, man. I mean, for for sleuthing out this story, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Like, because this story came out this morning, correct, or late yeah, last they, night? They came out late last night. And they've been working it since February. And wow. Joel Embiid called out one of the Twitter accounts that's in, that's into question on Twitter mm-hmm. last night. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I mean, it was funny because, like, I read it right before you texted me about it this morning. I was starting to, like, read through it. And I was like, this seems like this could end up being kind of a big story. And, like, I mean, it just, like, hit the internet hard this afternoon. Like, everyone's talking about it, including the Philadelphia 76ers organization. So, with that being said... What happens Pro- next? <laughs> well, first, we applaud great journalism. Yes. We do. We do. We did. Like, props to you, I know, Bert, I know. Props to you fake Twitter awesome. accounts sending us these burner reports. We appreciate you. <laughs> so, well, I think to answer your question, Sean, in terms of what comes next, I mean, when Tim told us that the, the, the probe had been launched into looking at these accounts, because Colangelo has since come out and denied them, what was it that I said? Like, we should just go ahead and type up and save as a draft quote con- jerry colangelo conduct detrimental to the team and organization and that way we can just pull it up and plug in his you know punishment later <laughs> i like, mean it that's it's... but here's here's one thing that's that's interesting about all of this so you got this team with all of this great young talent right now going into uh their biggest summer free agency period ever ton of money to spend going after the best player on the planet how does this play into that um i don't think it really does i mean if you look at the front office he's dealing with right now i don't think it's actually i think it's still better yeah i mean if it plays into anything it's not great but yeah i mean it's not a good look for a franchise at all. I mean, I don't... Then, I don't neither is traded away half your roster at the deadline, though, either. <laughs> it's true. And somehow it's true. he made it to the finals. Hey, you know, when you're superhuman, you're superhuman. So it's... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't... I, I The the LeBron to Rockets uh, uh, train is just getting louder and louder every every day we get closer. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're talking about Colangelo and his burners. I know. And talking know. about how terrible it is of Joel Embiid to dance at a concert when he and asked to play against the Rockets in a regular season game. And talking about how Markel Fultz lost all train of thought and doesn't know how to shoot anymore. Putting this on a Twitter, I should say <laughs> allegedly. I'm sorry, I need to I, backtrack. Allegedly, I did, I did, I did read that one. So it's it's that's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable the stuff that was put up. So I, I don't know what to think about it. It's it's a really weird story. Like it's really it's more embarrassing than anything, but it's really weird. <laughs> it's it is man. Like I can't help but laugh. It's it's the same way I laugh when Sean Miller was like. Like apparently wiretap saying he would give DeAndre a hundred thousand dollars, and that's not the bitterness it's talking in this scenario. I promise, but um, it's just like to know that like the, like to hear these reports is just really it's not funny, but it's really funny. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I think we could probably spend a whole day talking about this. So. 
Let's not do that. No, no. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead real quick before we get into the finals. Let's recap real quick. Obviously, we have done we had garbage time go up right after the Eastern Conference Finals on Sunday night. The Western Conference Finals came in, and guys, I'm going to be honest. I talked about this last night when I was on the Wise Guys Sports Podcast. I can't buy James Harden stock anymore. Um, games 5, Game 6, Game 7, he was atrocious when he really needed to be good, especially after Chris Paul gets hurt. Um, I get it. He had a lot, a lot on his shoulders in that circumstance. But if he is the MVP of the league, he needs to rise in those occasions, and he has not. And this isn't the first time we've gone through this. San Antonio last year when he took, like, what, 12 shots the whole game. Um, you know, this is becoming a repeated history of James Harden, who's a great player, unbelievable talent, where as the season gets longer and longer for him, the less and less effective he is. So... Am I overreacting, guys? Am I saying I should should I buy James Harden stock again, or should I just give up on it and think that he's maybe not built to win a title? Mm. Sean, you want to take this one first because I have thoughts, but I don't want to dive in head on into this. You know, if you got something you want to say. Uh huh. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I think the problem with Harden is, like you said, he had a lot on his shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the thing is, is has, if Chris Paul doesn't go down, they win that series. I agree. But the thing with Harden is the fact is he is a great passer. And, and we had talked about this, you know, heading into this past season where I said, I don't know how Harden at the point's going to work, but we saw that it does. But the problem is, is Harden is a great passer, but he's not a great floor general. And we saw that and Golden State, I think, knew that and was able to exploit that because Harden can't do both. He can't carry an offense against a God tier team and facilitate an offense against the same team. So the the issue comes down to is I don't think you need to sit there and, and sell low on James Harden, but I don't think you need to buy high either. I think Harden needs that really good veteran floor commander presence to offset what is clearly a weakness for him where he is a good passer, but he can't run the offense because you saw when he took control of the offense in six and seven how absolutely just like bath salt insane they played. Like they were so reckless and, and just, I mean, the, however many missed threes in a row. 27. And 27. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's just the fact that he wanted so badly to bring them back into the game that him and Eric Gordon and, and PJ Tucker's corner threes and everything like that they, they shot themselves out of it because golden state, tricked them into trying to play like golden state which is something only golden state can do and they do that often with teams yeah and and you saw how golden state clogged like they ran a bunch of screens and just clogged up one side of the court and then they're so long that you're almost afraid to pass and because those passes are going to get picked off and then from there it's just like pass pass three and then you're back on offense again 
But the thing with Harden, like I said, just I, I don't want to belabor the point, but just to kind of circle back to the, where I was going with it is I think Harden plus Paul is great. Harden by himself can't he can't alone do it, but we're not in an era. And I don't think we've ever really been in an era since like the 60s or 70s where one player wins you the championship. Hold on, Alex. Hold on. Don't you remember that Michael Jordan only played six years according to his like diehard fans? <laughs> and he did and, it all and, on his own? And that's where I was getting is I see so many people be like, oh, we don't play in a league. We're just like no one can win with one star anymore. It's like, fuck you. No one ever has. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. did Jordan? No. No. Did fucking Olajuwon? No. Did David Robinson? No. Did Tim Duncan? No. Did Kobe? No. Did LeBron? Never. Did the Pistons? It, Possibly. No. The Pistons, that took all 12 guys. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they were all counted as one. That was... <laughs> so. the, the, the Pistons operated like a slave ship with a dude with a timpani <laughs> drum at the head of it, banging it, so they just dribbled in unison. Dude, Lindsey Hunter like, was, like, coming off the bench for that team. Yeah. Like, it's... No, like like I said, like if if the Cavs won the finals this year, it would be the first time since probably the 60s or the 70s where one person wins them the championship. <laughs> LeBron couldn't do it without Jeff Green. Ah, and that's what people are saying <laughs> is, is it doesn't matter. We're in an era where it doesn't matter what any one or 12 players do. They will always be discredited because we never want the game to be better than what it was than how we remember it. Yeah, I think. the but, po- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I would say no, to, to go back to where this conversation started was I don't think you need to give up on James Harden. I think James Harden is the MVP. I think he's a phenomenal player, but he needs he I the best way I can put it is when I text you guys and said the Rockets need to breathe. And yeah. I don't think they can breathe without Chris Paul. James Harden can be the heart and the legs of that team, but they need the lungs and the brain, and that's Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul won James Harden his MVP this year, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. Ooh, that's a hot take. <laughs> I think it's fair. I guess I guess it is. I guess I it is. But I, I, I mean, I, it, he definitely had, had, had a lot to do with that. Now, he was phenomenal last year, too. Let's not forget. Oh, sure. Right. He was he was ridiculous last year. But I mean, he turned back. Team that they weren't going to win a title with that roster. He no, turned back no. into his old self this year. Like he turned back into that no Chris Paul. I got to be last year's James Harden again. Yeah, yeah. I'm. You know, honestly, I'm. If if I'm the Rockets, obviously, you know, this off season, the big thing is LeBron and everything. But maybe look at getting like a really solid backup point guard too, because. I, I've said this before, and I love Chris Paul. I've loved Chris Paul's game always, but he's fragile, man. And it sucks that this happened all at the same time. But, like, he's just I, – I don't know. There's just things that unfortunately happen to him often, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way? Yeah. I mean, I, I just I just don't I, – I never trust Chris Paul in the playoffs because – you know, 
the one year that they ended up beating San Antonio and was on the Clippers, you thought that was going to be like their big, like his big, like defining moments. And then they ended up choking in the next series. So I, I don't know. And, and that's not his fault or anything. No. That's, that's, that's the Clippers. So, <laughs> so I think every single player realized they were in a Clippers uniform and just like stopped. So I think that was what happened there. You talk about point guards that they could really get to be a backup to Chris Paul. And that market is pretty bad. So here's yeah. so Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Devin Harris, Dante Exum, Marcus actually Marcus Smart would not be bad if the Rockets could pull that off. That would be solid. Did, yeah, but they're gonna have to pay him and if if I don't right. know. Rajon Rondo, Alfred Payton. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, get Aaron Brooks back. No. I know, I'm just kidding. Um Derek Rose. No. I actually <laughs> I actually would not be against him signing Yogi Ferrell to be to be the backup point guard. I, yeah. I that that's kind of fun. I in, I don't know. We, we I'm thinking like in in terms of like a, a key distributor. I think Rondo would be okay there. I mean, but he's gonna be I, a year older. I well, I think so I like else. Rondo the most on that list because it it I, I I've talked to you guys about this. I know phrasing, but moves like this require filling holes. And when Paul goes down, you're not just losing your facilitator, your floor general, but you're losing the best defensive point guard in the NBA. Yep. And where Rondo comes in is he is unselfish. He is pass first and he is defense. And that's where I was saying, like to you guys, is how badly I wish the Rockets had signed Tony Allen. Yeah. Because just if Paul goes down, you slip Tony Allen into the two guard spot and just let him be defense. And let the offense kind of handle itself, but I like Rondo on that list. I like Farrell. I I don't think he solves all the issues that Paul getting hurt would. Right. You also got to try to find a way to move Ryan Anderson's forty-one million dollar contract. Fuck yeah, you do. Oh, Cleveland's gonna end up with that guy. <laughs> They're getting that bum <laughs> in like infinity second round picks. <laughs> it's I just want I want that to happen just so I can have a photo of Ryan Anderson and Kevin Love standing next to each other pointing at each other like the twin Spider Man meme. <laughs> like, oh man. Oh god. If you took that and you went to the Cavs front office and like you just had Kevin Love and Ryan Anderson get into like a scramble and a tussle and it'd be like one of them is a robot Kevin Love, shoot the robot Kevin Love. Like they pick like, we don't know which one. <laughs> oh man. So all right, I guess we'll get there because Sean has been he- heavily, heavily mentioning that, you know, and it's come out today. Chris Paul's already recruiting LeBron to Houston, um, so that's like obviously been a discussion. And I still lean on the most likely scenario being LeBron signs a one and one and stays in Cleveland for another year and gives and sees what happens because the Houston situation you got to do a lot of magic with the cap space. The Los Angeles situation they're not better than Golden State even if they get him and Paul George. Um, the Philly situation, you don't know how him, how him and Ben Simmons will really mix. I'm not saying if you don't have a chance to get LeBron James, you don't make it happen because you got to. But of all these things that are listed, I think besides Cleveland doing a one and one, Houston the one is make, makes a ton of sense as far as playing with your best one of your best friends and playing with the uh, with the uh, one of the top two ISO players in the league. So Alex, Mister Houston is fine. What mm. do you think? about if maybe they can get because if he goes there you know eric gordon's gone that's that's for mm-hmm. sure uh trevor reese is probably gone 
which, mm-hmm. you know, I know he went 0-9 from 3, gave 7, but <laughs> the other scary thing is, because Daryl Moore has already said whatever offer Clint Capella gets, he's going to match. Right. So if he gets LeBron James, how the hell is he going to match that? He can match it after he signs LeBron. But Cleveland's not going to take a $41 million Ryan Anderson contract. They're just not. No one's going to well, take it. Someone's going to... Well, is is Chris Paul at the end of his contract this season? Yep. But he's already okay. basically said... He, he's, all, he's, said all, he's already negotiating. Okay. Well... I mean that that all changes if you get if you get LeBron though. I, I think mean, you I, said I, it like if you have a chance to get LeBron, you get him. Right. Yeah. As long as you don't have to give up Paul or Harden, like I said, Paul doesn't go down. They win that series. Oh, I totally and, agree. And, and we're talking a whole different summer and a whole different everything else, but. <sighs> It's frustrating because, like, there's that part of me that's like, no, they are fine. Like, that is a fine roster of of successful gentlemen. Like, maybe get rid of Eric Gordon if you have to move Gordon and Ariza to get LeBron. You do it. Well, yeah. If if Capella has to walk, he has to walk. Like, I don't know. I, Houston, Houston has has jumped to the top of my most interesting team to watch during the summer. Easy, just because. They really don't need to do anything, but they have the ability and the roster to. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think yeah, and I think that that that's gonna be a huge factor. Especially, I don't really think they have many draft picks either. I think they got rid of the draft picks they had in the Chris Paul trade. Hmm. But the picks they had wouldn't be of any. No, no, value. no, no, not no. at all. You know? Especially in this draft, where there's probably ten guys that are going to be really good. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I just, I feel you know, someone brought this up the other day. I've talked about you know Chris Paul, like the the failed trade to the to the Lakers, and like how like screwed his career has been since then. And yeah, you, you look back at like that that trade that didn't go through, and I mean, like it changed the entire NBA. That one trade, like not going through, changed so much. They could well, write a book about it. It it changed enough just with like Lakers players being like, "Uh, you were gonna what?" Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it 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 not going through it yeah. just it changed the whole landscape Pau Gasol got sour afterwards um things were really never the same between him and the Lakers uh Kobe was obviously on the last couple years of his you know his last you know contending years and they were blown because they brought in Dwight Howard and Steve Nash mm-hmm. you know I mean it was just it it, it just really it 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 would have been fun to see that, but at the same time, like I kind of understood why they did that at the time because it was just Lakers, 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 Celtics, Celtics for a while, and it was just it was getting to be just too much. But him going to the Clippers did not necessarily help his career at you know in any way that the the Lakers wouldn't have. Guys, I think what's up. So apparently, Barbara Brotini. Brian Colangelo's wife might be the person running the burger accounts from the latest updates. <laughs> <laughs> because that makes so much sense. There's a thing like Bleacher Report point seventy sixers burger mystery solved question mark. Twitter might have found out who runs the Brian Colangelo burger Twitter accounts. 
And they pulled up the Google like terms and conditions fee where it says kindly contact Barbara Botini 0691 or bbbotini at gmail.com. Get a verification by text fetch that phone number, last two digits, 91. Text the code phone number ending in 91. And so, and then another one, of course, we found the following information posted to account text code number ending in 91. So, might it be Barbara Bottini, the wife of Brian Colangelo, that is putting out all this team info? Because why not? Where, where, where are you getting this information from? Bleacher Report, bro. Bleacher Report. Oh, man. Mm. That's this is this is a what a crazy day. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a ridiculous day. This I wish this I wish this would have happened like in like, you know, late June after the draft. So like a week where we were just speculating where LeBron was happening, we'd have some more stuff to speculate about, but here we get it right before the NBA finals. I know. How lucky we are. We are. <laughs> it was it Claire James who's a friend of friend of the program, friend of the show. Tweeted last night was the funniest night on Twitter since Ted Cruz Ted Cruz got caught liking porn tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a very interesting day. So, will Colangelo blame Ambien? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. So I'm sorry. Go on with your point. I just that popped up on my phone while like during sure. it. I was like, I've got to put this on here. Yeah. I kind of forgot what we were talking about. Should we talk about the finals? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we have to. Finals preview. Let's do it. So this is finals, not Fantasy 4, obviously. Series 4 of this Cavaliers and Warriors series. It it is the rubberer match. (laughs) Yes. The rubberer. (laughs) Yeah, it's the rubberer. We have to see in this best of this best of three if Golden State can win three out of four. <laughs> I thought we were done, man. I, I thought we were fucking done. We were a game away in both conferences from being done. Uh, they'll, write, they'll write books about these these four finals, though. I mean, this is... it's it's. I know it's gotten to be really boring, and, like, you know, I'm, I'm for one, I'm really, really tired of it myself, but... Yeah. It's... it's Incredible though, four four years the same two teams have made it to the finals. That is, and and the league is good right now. I mean, it's really good. I mean, not only is it four straight years of the same teams, it's been eight or nine with just the same player. Yes, yes, which is right. bonkers. That's absolutely but nuts. what it's. But at the same time, though, like. There's part of me that's like, okay, cool, like we're this is it again, neat. This like, is it again. <laughs> it's that part of me where, like, I, I tweeted, I was like, oh wow, we get the once in a lifetime matchup between the Cavs and the Warriors. It's truly the John Cena and Randy Orton of the NBA, where it's like every time they see it, they're like the Cavs and the Warriors, and it's like this is not the first time we've seen this. It's it's frustrating. But it's also unbelievably like magical yeah. to see that we're seeing a great team. I don't want to sit there and boldly call them the best team ever because, like I said, if they had Chris Paul, we wouldn't be in this boat against a man who has just 
willed this fucking ragtag just group of junk junk uh, team just this this broken down voltron made of spare parts and brooms it's, and they're just like it's a it's a bunch of the trash ladies from labyrinth with the charlie bears <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is he's been dragging the charlie bears and the trash lady the dear old to... flopsies yeah <laughs> Another thing we reference way too much. I'm sorry, yeah. I just couldn't. Ha- I couldn't help it. I guess you. <laughs> There's no need to say you can't help it. It, it is. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, uh, and I know, like to casual fans, this has to be painful. Oh, but it's uh, p- people have already they it, checked out the other night. They checked it's, out. It's a punchline, you know. It is. It's it's we're in perpetuity playing a sport from October to fucking the end of May <laughs> just so we can inevitably get to the Warriors and the Cavs. Like, there's, there's, the, <laughs> there's the law of averages that if you roll two die enough, they'll all they'll add up to seven, like, three times in a row. And that's just, like, we've just got dice that are made of... We have one dice that's just the number four and one dice that's made of number three. And we're like, seven! 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 Isn't this fun? <laughs> and everyone's like, this is the worst game I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even... I can't even. I mean, I don't really read a whole lot of stuff from casual fans' comments of that nature because I, usually I see them on Instagram and I check out immediately because it's someone... <laughs> it's usually some, some asshole, you know, putting LeBron in a Toronto Raptors jersey going, wouldn't this be cool? I heard it's a rumor. <laughs> and then everyone's like, you know, you know, tweeting little you know fire emojis and <laughs> and i i don't know what's going on i'm like this isn't real okay <laughs> so, so, so i so just i i can't imagine what what a casual fan thinks of this right now so idea this just kind of came to me i say we cancel this show entirely and rebrand it as sean explains the internet <laughs> Because I'm I love this. It's like, and then there's just these fire emojis. And... <laughs> oh man, That's, I'm down for that for sure. So <laughs> I'd say we could like really do a breakdown of like the series, but honestly, we could probably just recycle what we talked about last year and put it here and go. <laughs> okay. Except, we except could... the Cavs are in a worse place this season. I was gonna say it's it's rehashing everything we did last year, but then everything with the Cavs going. But worse. Yeah. <laughs> that or like anything where we said Kyrie Irving, you erase it and you write George Hill. <laughs> I, I walked out into like the break room in my building and they have just ESPN on, on, on a loop because they just like having people yell at you while you eat lunch. And God. it was like, oh, that Le- would be awful. God. Like, Can LeBron trust George Hill? And I'm like, why would he? <laughs> Like, what has George Hill done? A nice been... Indiana boy like George Hill? Of course you trust him. Come on. It's like, no, you have, <laughs> like, fucking C-minus Mike Conley. Run... No no offense to George oh. Hill. George Hill is great. George Hill is a very serviceable point guard. Back but up. he On we're a past... playoff team, not a finals team. <clears throat> right. We're, we're past the point of George Hill... Like the George Hill of the Spurs, the George Hill of the Pacers. We're we're past that. We are at the like LeBron needs kind of someone better than George Hill to go up against <laughs> the just 
the monsters. What, what, yeah, I would say the, just the the hurricane of talent that is Golden State. You know, I and 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 they are a hurricane of talent, but I think if if you know one player sits out, they're not really equipped to. They get lazy even when there's like one player out, and uh, if they get very disengaged. They get very disengaged. But you can't and... blame them because all they know is winning. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I think, I think like an injury to like Steph or or Clay would really kind of even up some things a little bit. Just because, like you said, I think they just they get disengaged with with the game when they have a player out, and they get they get they think they're going to win everything, which is awesome. Say, saying but, that. Saying that it would that if Steph or Clay got injured would even things out would be like a it, that that is the equivalent of a farmer going like well if we could just get some rain the crops would grow it's like no <laughs> shit I I know I know <laughs> but it wouldn't even it out if one of those Le- guys got hurt you would the, need three point, of those guys to get hurt for it to be even the, the 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 point the point I'm making is LeBron is playing the best basketball of his career like he's like on a different Offense. planet right now offensively yeah he is and he he's incredible and i and i'm saying this as someone who has not been a fan for years but he has been like i mean he i I don't count him out at anything anymore because of the stuff he's done over the years but the stuff he's doing this year is is just stupid i mean the 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 way that boston celtics team was playing and they a team with no stars i get it but they were so great this season and they were so good in the playoffs and so good at home to be able to walk into Boston and do what he did in game seven I it was just absolutely incredible like I, I I can't talk enough about it but I don't know I know you guys are always like you know it's it's too overwhelming for him but I don't know man I, I I'm like at a point I'm where not I'm saying just... it's too overwhelming for him I'm saying it's too overwhelming for the other 11 guys on that team I, I know, but you never know, man. We're well, gonna roll know. out the fucking ghost of CD Osmond onto the court and be like, <laughs> "You got it." I don't know. Like, I, we trust I, this. I mean, I do. You, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of a good way to say this, but if we're gonna call the series, how many how many games do you realistically think that the Four. Cavs could win? Oh, you, oh, I thought no. Sorry, <laughs> no. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think if, they're gonna win it. Cavs in four. Tim Daniel, you heard it here, folks. God, and then the Arthur tattoo is coming. Oh, why did I do that? Um, I think that if the Cavaliers play their best game and everything comes together, and LeBron gets everyone involved, the series could go five. Five? Yeah, I, I I think this is without a doubt the easiest on paper, the easiest the Warriors will have it in this never-ending series against the Cavs. How many I mean, times yeah. are they going to have scenarios when, like, the Warriors bring the ball down court and, you know, Jeff Green misses a screen and Kevin Durant is in there by himself in the corner? I will go ahead and say that'll be 24 times in this series that's going to happen. <laughs> we'll count each one of them. <laughs> well, you, I saw in the Rocket series just how quick the Warriors move the ball. Like, and how short, like... Curry will, you know, ISO somebody, wait for a screen, pass it to Nick Young, and next thing you know, 
the person that was guarding Curry's moved to Nick Young because they think Nick Young's going to shoot it. Nick Young just bounces it behind him between his legs to Curry, who's somehow open on the wing. Yeah, you have to play like consistent man-to-man defense on them, and that yeah. sucks because the Cavs will have another play man-to-man defense. And, and there are times where the Warriors just won't miss no, no. matter what you throw at them. No, you're right. And the other thing to worry is, like, here is the one thing the Cavaliers have to their advantage here besides having LeBron. Is, obviously it's not going to happen every game. But if they get into a scenario like, you know, let's look at Game 7 where Clay and Draymond get in foul trouble and they got to go to their bench. I actually trust the Cavaliers bench more than I trust the Warriors bench. I trust a T- uh, Larry Nash yeah, Jr. and a Jordan Clarkson, another, you know. That's another thing that I that keeps kind of like hinting in the back of my mind is is the Warriors bench is so terrible. Oh my god, and especially without Igadala right now mm-hmm. at this moment, they are awful. They they just have junk on their bench right now and it's just it's is uh is is JaVale McGee still on that team? Yeah, him and him and Zaza don't get minutes. They don't get any minutes at all. That's I mean, which is funny because like last year he was kind of a an instrumental piece for them. Yeah, and... he took out Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, so <laughs> he's never been the same. <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think the Cavs have a deeper bench, uh, and and they have guys who could get hot. So I mean, but Jr. has not had his game yet in this uh, this NBA playoffs, which is sad because mm-hmm. we have usually we get at least one good Jr. Smith game, like just like out of his mind making four or five three-pointers in a row sure just and, and then and then taking off his shirt you know i mean that's usually what we that's usually what we get and we have not seen a jr smith game yet this playoffs and no I'm, we got a jeff, we got a jeff green game before we got a jr smith game that's that's not the same so Le- lebron played 48 minutes in game seven mm-hmm. how many games in this series will he have to play <laughs> 48 plus minutes for them to do well um, I think he could play. He could not rest the whole series, and it's not going to matter. Yeah, if you want to be honest. Um, now we say this, you know, you never know anything can happen. You know, like Sean said, Steph Curry could slip out a banana peel. Um, you know, <laughs> I love that's a likely scenario. Or Doyle rules, <laughs> right? You know, um, but honestly, too. I think the Cavaliers are going to get open shots in this game, in this series, too. Strictly because... They're going to make them? Right, exactly. Like, if you look at that Houston thing where they missed 27 shots in a row from three, I think maybe seven of them were contested. Like, they were wide open shots, and they just couldn't knock them down, which was amazing. Um, I think that... I mean, the one thing that that LeBron has not been able to do in these Warriors series is win one of the first two in Golden State. If they manage to somehow pull off the miracle of splitting, it's a whole different series. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, hell, I'll go ahead and say it. And I'm going to drink a lot during these games, so I'm not angry and I just calm. Because, this, you know, as Sean pointed out, the third quarter Warriors versus the third quarter Cavaliers. Oh, what joy that's going to be. Yeah, that's going to happen, too. That's a real thing. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't really realize, like, how accurate your, your third quarter... Cavs comments were until I started like really watching their games and I'm like god this is like really consistent 
Like, always, always. And then the Warriors are exactly the same in the other sense. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, I... Should we do it? Should we call it? Call it. Dubs and Brenda. four. Sean? Uh, I'm going to go uh, Warriors in six. Oh, brave boy. I know. Well, just because I don't want to repeat and I can I can hang out in the middle, I'll go Warriors in five. Very nice. Very you nice. Know. That way, one of us will be right unless it goes to seven or the Cavs win. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still predicting them to really win the whole thing. I mean, this is my faux prediction, guys. Okay, I mean, <sighs> I mean, Cavs in seven, really. But Try that know. shit in Vegas. Dude, put a bet down. And be like, oh, sorry, guys, that was my faux bet. Uh, hold on, let me get my real bet. <laughs> that was my burner bet. <laughs> oh, my burner bet. Yep. Oh, no, no, here, here's where I tweeted that I thought this was going to happen. That was my real bet. Yeah, that was you know what I originally said back in October. <laughs> All right, yeah, your Warriors and six. Yeah, <laughs> but if. I will say this, if he manages to pull off the miracle, if LeBron manages to pull off somehow winning the series the greatest. this team. No, there's no question. No question about it. The there's no question. shit. I completely agree. He is, without a doubt, the best if he pulls it off. Yeah. But that, that's, but if, if injuries start happening, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tamper that back. Nope. So. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, okay. Okay. No, because the only way you can debate that is if the, if, the, if the top four guys for the Warriors all manage to get hurt. So if like Zaza Pachulia decides to trip all of them and be like, "Ha, babyface turn," maybe. But that's the only way you can discredit it. If like Draymond's I, out, but Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph are still okay, there, if, and LeBron if, wins. If, if, if Durant's out, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna call foul because they had Harrison Barnes before who was serviceable. They have no wing depth right now at all besides nick young and he is shit so <laughs> he is shit so i i think uh i i that's the okay all right fair enough do you think that uh that mitch Kupchak's selling point to get people to go to charlotte is gonna be like i have three guys in the nba finals right now oh shit speaking of charlotte man uh clifford steve clifford, clifford going clifford to orlando to magic. yeah that solves nothing i know <laughs> Let's just go ahead and call it. Trey Young is getting drafted by the Magic. It's happening. That, it's going to no, happen. Oh, my God. I they'll, want... probably, they'll probably give him jersey number one. Fuck off, Sean. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I honestly would love to do like an hour-long podcast on the Magic because they're, those problems all start at the top. Like, they have to like – full on like when you watch like those home renovation shows and they walk in and go oh this is a gut job like that's how i feel when i look at the magic it's like i feel like management was like well that guy looks like scott skiles so let's hire him you you could bring in a coaching staff of like phil jackson with popovich and the ghost of red hour back on the bench for that team and they'd be like yo we can't do this like this is bad. You'd have to fire them all in thirty games. I mean, I mean, you know that Larry Brown is more their speed, but <laughs> because because 
you no, the three of them would walk in or the two of them would walk in the other one's a ghost so he'd float in and they'd be like all right who's the starting small forward here and five people would raise their hand <laughs> and they'd be like oh shit <laughs> we got duped and then they'd be like here's the point guard and no one raised all their five hand. people raised their hands like, these are the same five <laughs> Eric Gordon, did you raise your hand twice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're checking fantasy rosters and see that he's got point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center lift in his feasible positions for him. Like, oh, God, this is a dis- 